Hey, welcome in. Welcome in, you beautiful fucking people. We're here today on episode 53 of the Ono Disco Podcast. I'm here joined with my best friend in the entire world, Eric Wolverton. What's up, everybody? They Can't say, me, but, what's you know. up? Yeah, no, I always an- I answer for them every time, Eric. They say they're doing great. Sweet. I'm glad you guys are doing great. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, today we have just an amazing show planned out for you guys. If you haven't been here before, this is the Ono Disc Golf Podcast, where Eric and I chat about disc golf, and we sometimes have interviews and other fun stuff. If you've been here before, you're already a beautiful fucking person. You already know. You know what it is. Eric, what is your random tangent of the day? So last week we did uh, our top five podcast goals for the year and there's one that i was kind of thinking about all week and i kind of forgot to say it so i'm just gonna drop that here real quick this isn't even really a goal for the podcast i guess but it's i hope that we can inspire people to do something that is kind of outside their comfort zone rather that be in disc golf or anywhere else uh you know for disc golf obviously push yourself to go play leagues or do something do something like a podcast or a YouTube channel um, if you feel like that might be something you enjoy. But I just know doing the podcast has helped me come out of my shell um, a little bit more around people. So hope I can inspire someone in the same way that helped, that the podcast helped me. That makes sense. It really does. Mm, that cool. warms my cold, dead heart, Eric. It's dead? Something. Well, good. I'm glad we could start it on a positive note. Yeah, that was really good. Happy and smiles and sunshine. Moving on so I don't cry. (laughs) Check us out on Instagram because that's where we hang out the most. But we also do have a YouTube channel. All of this is at Ono Disc Golf. We have merch over at our Teespring store. Ono Disc... Nope. 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 Fuck. We have merch over at our Teespring store. Uh, use code ONO to get free shipping over there, so then we make no money on any purchase that you make. But it is so worth it. <laughs> Here's a code for free shipping, but I'm going to make you feel bad for you. <laughs> no, no. Oh, shit, dude. How am I so bad at this? We have a wonderful episode for you. It's episode 53. We brought on Kyle's good friend and fellow Den, Den Coloradoan. How do you say that? Den, Denverite. 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 I think, Eric right? Strange. Coloradan? Denverite? I don't, know. I don't know. I don't know, dude. He's from I Denver. Am- <laughs> His name's Eric Strange. He's coming on. He's going to chat with us for a long time. Not that and we know he yet. sticks around and helps, and he makes his own top five courses that you should visit if you're visiting the Denver area. And then we get to hear Kyle's top five courses that you should visit if you're in the Denver area. It was a good time. It was. It was a great time. So buckle up, and we'll catch you on the flip side well, of the interview. <laughs> Fair enough. Boo-hoo. Too many flip sides. 
And now, for our very special guest, all the way from Denver, Colorado. He's lived there since 2015. He has all his fingers and toes, and he's been playing disc golf since last May. Eric Strange, how is it going? It's going great. I actually am missing a toe, though, I have to say. Oh, I... Didn't ask that. I just assumed. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, God, I, I, I have all my fingers and toes. <laughs> I was like, I should ask it, oh, okay. but was... it doesn't make it as yeah, funny. Yeah, I was about to be if they know it's coming. <laughs> That's a great intro. I, I love that. Just had to throw you a curveball. Okay. <laughs> now I'm gonna jinx you, and you are gonna lose a toe soon. I know. Probably. Oh, Do you know Harry. if you had to pick which one would it be? If you had to lose a toe, I would. Pinky. No, I feel like it'd be somewhere in the middle, like a or, right. Because like I feel one, like yeah. you got to have both edges, you know, or else it'll mess with your balance. Yeah. So, I mean, super fun story. I almost lost my middle finger. Ooh, wow! How'd you How'd you do that, wow. Kyle? Oh gosh, I don't want to talk. <laughs> Let's just not go down said that tangent. fun story. Just freak everyone out real quick. Real quick, though. I mean, it just you know, I was a cement mixer. Oh, yep, cement mixing machine yep that's crazy that sounds painful yeah don't use the trout towel trowel sorry that was awful trowel that's all i can say okay good to uh good to know that's like a tiny (laughs) shovel right yeah that's such a wonderful way to describe it it's like a poop shovel (laughs) yep if you were ever it's like a poop knife but shovel for sure well thanks for having me you guys i uh Appreciate you being here. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'll try to. You are good, dude. You are so good. It's really hard when you're on Zoom to not interrupt people. So just go for it. That's what I do. I interrupt people all the time. I love it. Just jump right in. Even if you're in the middle of talking, I will. I will start talking. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, this is my friend Eric Strange, Denver Disc Golf. Welcome. Well, thanks, y'all. I really appreciate you guys having me on here. Uh, Kyle, you're like one of the first people I met when I started playing disc golf out here in uh, Denver, and we've just been great friends since, and I've been following all your socials and everything for a long time, so thanks for having me on the podcast. And Eric, it's uh, great to officially meet you since you don't live in Denver, but I hope that when you do come to visit, we can uh, get around in together. That'd be a blast. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll figure out something. For sure, if I ever drag him out here. Yeah, I'm not a big traveler, so it's uh, hard to <laughs> hard to get out to places. You can I just end you. it. You can just end it there. I'm not a big traveler, period. Just, end, just stop talking. Traveler. We could come in, like, you know, we could, like, blindfold you and black bag you and oh, yeah. bring you to Denver if that was, like, if that was the problem. What needed. No, I'd, pro- I'd probably just have to find a way to drive at some point. I don't fly. How's that? No, I feel you, man. I So I'm from Texas originally. I moved out to Denver. Fun fact about me in 2015. But I drive back to Texas to see my family all the time. And I hate flying, man. It's it's horrible. And it's only within the last couple of years that it's really started to like bother me. But especially now with the pandemic, too, I'm just like, oh, my God, it's just like a constant anxiety attack being on in the airport, on the airplane, all of it. I feel you. Yeah. So other than being from Texas originally and actually having all your fingers and toes, why don't you tell <laughs> everyone about yourself and what you do in the disc golf world? So I've been in Denver since 2015 and just totally fell in love with the 
the state and also the city. So no plans on leaving anytime soon. And I started playing disc golf actually last May and just totally fell in love with it. I was actually unemployed at the time. So it just like quickly became the thing that I was doing every day. And as I said earlier, I met Kyle and a bunch of other local players that I would see on the course a lot. And everybody just like really welcomed me in and showed me like the ways of the disc. And uh, I was seeing you know, you guys honestly creating content online a lot. And I came out here for film school originally. So I kind of was like, that's something, you know, I'm like, I'm a new player. So there's not a whole lot of like wisdom in terms of like disc golf that I can really offer to people online yet. But I was like, but I know how to like film stuff and make videos. And I think that, you know, and there are a lot of great players around me. I just thought that, you know, starting this Denver disc golf kind of brand would be a great way to like showcase a lot of those people and also be sort of the like center place for everybody to you know see what the Denver scene is all about the Denver disc golf scene in general is just so massive and so dude right active there's so so active it's it's crazy I mean you can play a tournament or a tags match every day of the week at multiple courses all over the Metroplex um it's awesome. And I just, you know, really found that there was like, not a great, like central location for what the Denver scene has to offer. And so I thought that having something branded as Denver disc golf would be a great place to kind of showcase all of that. So um, that's kind of what inspired it all. I definitely remember you um, mentioning at the beginning when you were starting it, like, you wanted to really showcase like the more amateur player because there's there's like Jomez and Gatekeeper and like all of these bigger media companies that really focus on like bigger tournaments, but no one covers like you know like a B tier. But right, you know, and so that's something that I'm really gonna be. You know, I kind of just started building the brand, posting like you know just content that I could, which is kind of hard to do right now in the off season, especially because we've actually had a lot of snow this year. So it's been hard to get out as much lately, but yeah, that's like something I definitely want to do in this upcoming season is get some more coverage of some of the more like kind of local celebrity kind of people that are not playing at that, you know, Jomez, you know, lead and gatekeeper chase card level, but you know, maybe a level below that. Right. Like, yeah, you know, like those are the people in and out of those divisions. And we've got a lot of local players that are on those pro cards too. So you know, you've got Eagle, obviously, who's playing out in like Valmont and Bird's Nest. And then Joel Freeman actually just moved to Denver. So if you look at his Instagram, you'll see him popping up all over the place. So I think that the scene in Denver is just going to continue to grow so much. And we are going to start seeing, you know, some of these players that, you know, you might know already go for that upper level, you know, kind of. I think a lot of like local players are going to start playing at more at like a higher level now that the sport is really gaining so much popularity and so much like traction, I guess. Right. It's becoming a real sport. <laughs> it really is. You know, I think like people really are thinking that it's like becoming a real sport and it's not just this like stoner pastime sort of thing, you know, which, and even if, you know, if that's what it is for you, that's awesome. You know I mean? That's like kind of how I was introduced to the sport originally and like, Obviously now I'm like in love with it and I want to play it more competitively, but I mean, you know, you know how it is. We're out there. It's still together, fun. Kyle. Yeah. Still <laughs> oh, a good yeah. time. Of course. 
Of course, it's the best time. <laughs> Even if I'm playing poorly, still better than yeah, right. pretty much anything else I could be doing. Sure. Even if I'm right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Even if there's like eight inches of snow and like you just are like triple bogeying every hole and spending thirty minutes looking for a disc on every throw, it's still it's a great time. <laughs> Not as great of a time, but it's still a great time. <laughs> it all depends on who you have with you. Yeah, he's mentoning a exactly, particular time yeah. where we just looked for his disc for like literally a half hour. <laughs> that was, yeah, I, yeah, that was literally today. Same thing happening today. Oh, really? The snow is, the snow is, is, uh, is taxing for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fuck snow. Eric's Eric Wolverton is getting snow here in a minute, so he's he's really excited. Yep. On oh, Tuesday, yeah. we're supposed to get anywhere from fifteen to or eight to fifteen inches from Tuesday to Thursday. Oh my gosh! Fingers crossed that we get fifteen. <laughs> right. So at a certain point, though, you're like, whatever. If it's like, if it's like over a foot, it might as well be four feet. I don't right, give like, shit. Let's it's see like... it. What you got, <laughs> right, nature? Exactly. Exactly. So uh heard about this beer pong disc golf. Why don't you explain that? Yeah, I'll talk I'll I'll kinda touch on that a little bit. The idea for the whole beer pong disc golf thing actually came from a friend of mine named Aaron Lundberg, who's another local player, one of the guys that I first kind of met when I He's a guy who made our logo. He did. Yeah, he made the OB logo and I guess he created the animal for you guys too, right? Yes, he did. And that whole design. That's he awesome. He created an otter. That's He we sent cre- over he a mood board and he he created that out of it. I think an otter, I think OB is the perfect name for an otter too. So, this is great. And it's a water animal. So, this makes sense. But um yeah, dude does his uh it is his research. He's a good graphic designer. And he, uh, you know, when I first met him, he was like showing me a bunch of disc dies that he did that I just like thought were so sick. I had never seen people doing dies kind of the way he was doing them. And so he did a couple for me and showed me some of them. And we shot a little video early on when I was kind of first starting the page. And uh, yeah. And so we played a couple of times together. But anyway, he approached me about the idea for the Denver or for the, uh, the disc golf beer pong thing and was like we should do a video of this and uh we're still working on getting an official video together it's just hard to get you know enough people together with enough baskets but the idea is you know basically just that it's just disc golf beer pong so essentially you've got six baskets on each side and two teams and kind of the way you would have beer pong, beer pong, obviously you have 10 cups, but 10 baskets is like kind of an insane amount of baskets to have. So semi-achievable, <laughs> right? So we're just doing like six baskets on each side, you know, about like 50 feet apart. And then everything else is just beer pong rules and the game works surprisingly well. So you've got like, kind of like in beer pong, where if you, you know, bounce a ball off like the rim of a cup into another one, then they both go in or they both come out, you know, essentially. So same kind of thing there. You can like bounce it off the cage of one basket into the chains of another, you know, a lot of the times it'll skip off the basket, other player catch it in the air. And then you have the option to like 
return throw it if you caught the disc before it hits the ground. So once the like, uh, you know, gameplay starts happening, it's actually like a blast to play. It's like all of the same kind of, you know, mechanics of beer pong, but with discs and baskets. It's awesome. And I, uh, I can't wait to get together with him and make it a reality and do a little video of it. Honestly, I think as soon as we do, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to see like somebody like Jomez or gatekeeper is going to make it their new, their new puddings game thing. You know, it's the future. It's the future of disc golf. <laughs> I love the mini games off of a game that I love, you know? Right. You know, I, I do too. It's just a fun way to mix it up. And it's nice if you have like a big group too, and you guys don't want to all go on the course and just kind of kick back and uh, do something a little bit. Also, you should, we should all work on our putting. So yeah, you know, it's also, yeah, like you said, it's a great way to, you know, just like get some putting practice in, but like keep it casual and just like have fun. Um, but yes, on that note, you're definitely right. We should all work on our putting. I've actually been working on my putting and trying to trying to change it up a little bit. Ooh, getting away from the Maddie O kind of cock thing you had going. I am, man. I don't know. It's just like it's fun to spin the disc like he does, you know. And uh, when he does make a putt, it looks so good. Then you look at people like Ricky Wysocki, and you know he's just making them from like freaking eighty feet on a hyzer with like no spin and i'm like okay that's that's probably more like what i need to be doing i mean yeah find what's comfortable for you true story because like you can look at eagle he he spins the shit out of it it's also true that is also true and eagle obviously is a great player and those guys are just like i mean you know eagle it's a different level but yeah they are on a a different level like not only if they've been playing forever but they are just like you know, they've got something special. Like they earned it, but at the same time, it's like they they came with it. <laughs> you Dude, know what I mean? Sure. It's like playing with somebody who's like over a thousand rated right now. It's just like, oh, I'm not quite that good, huh? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that guy, you know, we've been playing with this yep. guy, Sage. He's just moved from I gotta ask him again, but Maine? I think he said Michigan. Maine. Yeah, he just moved from Maine, which they just got a ton of snow, I heard. Oh yeah. But yeah, he's, I mean, I think he's like a thousand rated or just under. And uh, I was literally, I like I was talking about changing my putting. I literally asked him because I was like, man, what, who did you model your putting style after? Because he's just like, I mean, he's like 80% in, you know, from circle two. That's crazy. You know, he's just knocking them down. It's definitely going to be one of the more competitive players in the Denver scene. Now what that did he's he say? Here, it's, a, it's a nail biter. What do you, what did you, what did you say? He literally was just like, yeah, I based it off of Ricky. He was like, oh, I just gosh. went and watched that clinic with Paige and Ricky. And then I went and I was like, okay, copy that. And I went home and I watched all three parts of that. And, uh, and then watched like the 40 minute Philo one. And then I just like started going back down to the basement. And well, this this kind of works work into in. the, this question. So how did disc golf come into your life? Like, I know you said it was what, May sometime? Yeah. So I really started playing in May, um, but I got introduced to the sport by my, one of my old high school teachers, actually. I'd lived out in Denver for a while and I was like one of his better students and he was definitely one of my favorite teachers and just always had a good rapport with him. And he hit me up when he came into town 
uh he was like traveling with his rv and he's like hey i'm camping in the mountains and i was like you know link we should link up and do a hike or something and then he asked me if i played disc golf and i was like yeah i have like i've seen it and i've thrown like a frisbee before but you know i was kind of lied and was like yeah i was like sure i could do it <laughs> and uh, so he was like cool there's this course called dylan which eric if you don't know lake dylan is a really really intense but beautiful mountain course it is Perfect absolutely one to start gorgeous out yeah at, totally for sure you know it's like only like probably three thousand feet of altitude gain throughout you know from hole one to 18 and a four mile walk and uh yeah yeah you know it was great half the holes are uphill the other half are downhill so the perfect the perfect course for a beginner to learn on um but i just you know i thought it was a blast and he gave me a disc and i you know, I actually took it home and I played a couple rounds at some of the local spots, but just didn't really have like other people that were playing it that much. And I didn't have, you know, that much time. And then uh, once the pandemic happened, you know, I had kind of bought another starter set and got into it a little bit again and lost some of them and then kind of fell back off of it. And uh, then during you know i basically i sprained my i started skateboarding and sprained my ankle and then i was like all right i can't do that anymore i remember so you I was saying like, that at the looking, beginning when i met you yeah that, like, that was yeah, that I, was really the reason i'm more of a skater I'm like okay yeah i was that was like what i was doing i was like fuck yeah i was a skater too yeah and it's too hard man you know i used to like bounce off the ground it felt like like i feel like i used to fall and not get like bloody but you know now i do and it just it's not as it's not as appealing and i'm like i'm like you know i'm skateboarding and i'm like yeah i want to wear a helmet and that's just not how it used to be you know (laughs) yeah when you start giving a fuck you have to get off the board yeah for real honestly you know and disc golf was just you know after i sprained my ankle i was like all right i really can't be doing this anymore this is just too too much for my body so once that kind of healed up i started you know, I just love being outside, which is another reason I moved to Colorado and just went and bought another starter set and went to the park and threw a couple and uh, ran into some people that told me about, you know, playing tags and that they do like casual rounds and stuff on the weekdays. So I just like was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to show up one day and just like try and meet some people and, you know, like see if I can, uh, you know, like get better with some of these dudes i'm seeing some of the I mean, i'm throwing you know like a dx wraith on every hole because i don't know because how it's to throw perfect. and yeah everything's nose up and about 150 feet away and you know i'm like maybe if i start playing with some of these people who know what they're doing i'll actually get better and uh then i met you that first day i went to tags at stonegate and it was true love ever since <laughs> Oh, with disc golf also i mean you know right <laughs> uh be careful we're already partners so don't want to upset the other eric for sure for sure well, <laughs> it's long distance it doesn't count no, i'm just kidding <laughs> is that the point where you say you were like definitively hooked on uh disc golf or was it like a different point Whoa. i kind of forgot how we got to that uh whole story honestly yeah I would say that, you know, like really that first time after I played with that first group of tags, you know, I showed up to that tags round and I think there was literally one card and it was like four or five people. Yep. 
It was like you and Will and Brady and and Brady played so bad. I know, and it was so funny because I get there and I, you know, I don't know anybody. And Will is just super nice and welcoming, and he's like, "This guy is a professional. He is literally the best disc golf you will ever watch." (laughs) And then immediately Brady throws into a tree like four feet off the pad, and I was just like, "Wait, what?" (laughs) Yeah, he took him to an equalizer course. Yeah, right. I know Brady, our friend who throws 500 foot drives is, you know, his weakness is the course where all the holes are like sub 200 feet, basically. It's hard to tone it down. Now, you know, it's true. Yeah, it is though. You know, I went to Johnny the other day and I just felt like I was, he's not good. For sure. Johnny is so easy to like accidentally just throw two holes in one shot. Yeah, totally. Johnny Roberts is a great course, but all the holes are are so short if you live in denver you definitely know that you should know that course anyway i just played it for the first time <laughs> like that what i don't remember what it was like that time i played with you i think what the snow round the other day yeah that was my first time there are you serious yeah wow i didn't realize that yeah i don't know why it's just it's kind of far away from my house and it's pretty short so i have a lot of short courses near me i do feel that I do feel that. Not, not to disparage it at all. It's a wonderfully set up course with a lot of like, you know, it's just character to the course itself, which I really liked. But it definitely is. And, you know, Johnny Roberts, RIP, the legend, world champion at one point. Yeah, it's a good place. And dude did a lot of, a lot of good for disc golf and the Denver scene specifically. So it's a cool little, it's a cool little space and a cool little memorial for him. I agree. Same thing with Bird's Nest, right? I didn't know that, actually. Pretty sure. Huh. Like, there yeah, was one dude who, like, set up all the rocks and stuff. For sure. I really, I, I mean, I believe you. I feel like that's something that I'm just going to have to Google Pretty now. sure I heard that. Who is Don't Bird's quote Nest me. in memoriam? Of? Could be so wrong. <laughs> if you had to describe the color yellow to a blind person, how would you do that? It's... The feeling of a hug from your favorite aunt. You know what I mean? I feel like that's relevant. Like an like if you had like an aunt that was like present in your life that like, you know, that like was like good to you or like watched you when you were a kid or something. I feel like that's that's probably how I describe it. And I feel like that's a pretty good answer for uh like no time thinking about it either. Fuck yeah, dude. I love it. How would you describe the color? How would you describe the color orange? Oh my gosh, it's always person, more difficult Eric. because all, people always like choose just a random color, orange. Um, I know it's like how would you describe any color? Squeeze oranges into the blind man's eyes. Oh yeah, like it. Orange tastes like orange tastes like <laughs> orange eyes. Orange Gatorade. <laughs> I love it. That's orange. It's it's not a flavor. It's a color but it's a taste. You can't see it with your eyes. You'll taste it with your eyes. That's it. I love that. I love that idea. So you're a forehand master. Some I call am, you a I, forehand distance uh record holder. Some actually. call you a flick guy. For men's, for men's. I can throw the the not farthest forehand out of anybody 
But if you'd like to take a second, talk about your disc golf game progression. I know you've already talked about it a little bit and how you're changing your putting, but I mean, I've seen you, I've I've seen you start with, with a DX Wraith just about. So it's true. I mean, I, and it has been changing. I mean, if you play consistently, um, and you know that it's just like an ever changing process, honestly. Um, and I mean, obviously, you know, like I try not to change stuff up too much. Like if it's working, I try to just kind of stick with what's working, but you know, obviously want to focus on areas where I can improve to since I am still like new to the sport and I haven't really even been playing for more than a year, really, you know, like actually playing, like, I mean, I think I was looking at UDisc the other day and it was like the first round I ever even scored in UDisc was in was in may i think you know so it was that's that's like really kind of when i started taking it seriously when i was like okay i want to kind of see how i'm actually playing you know you're quite good for playing for such a short amount of time well thanks man i appreciate it. i have been like you know i feel like i've been grinding a lot i did do a lot of field work initially and have kind of fallen out of some of that lately but you know part of that's just due to the weather and it's been cold obviously during the off season it is cold as hell, man. It's terrible. And I've been trying to focus on, you know, talking about uh, growing my game a little bit, just like focusing on some of the stuff that I wasn't spending as much time during the on season focusing on. So I have been taking some time to try to learn a little bit of forehand technique, uh, which is really difficult just because it kills my shoulder. Um, so been watching a bunch of videos and kind of trying to find ways to work around that. And uh, it's coming along, honestly. I've got my forehand up shots are definitely looking a lot better, but been focusing a lot on my putting too. And just trying to grind out a lot of those things, kind of what Sage was saying is he's like, yeah, you know, I, I see the things that I need to improve on and I love just like grinding them out. And that really is just kind of what it is. It's a lot of grinding and uh, just putting in the time. True story true story gotta level up man gotta get those tokens and uh raise that, that mana so that i can be the upper level player like drew gibson Kiyosaki. i could see it happening someday man someday i look at how long some of these people have been playing some of these like really upper level pros and how young a lot of them are and uh i think right now it's about the last time that people like me starting where i am could still potentially enter some of those like pro divisions but man give it give it five years man dude, give it five ten years if you and a it's kid. <laughs> if you weren't a kid playing man you're fucked you're never gonna be <laughs> you're never gonna be on a jomez card if you didn't start playing disc golf when you were fucking 10 years it was old. basically I mean, the same seriously. thing with skateboarding it was you know initially it was like something where like you could get into it later on at a later age and potentially even you know become like competitive or you know sponsored but man it's just the game has changed now but disc golf really is still so so young. i don't want to say young because the sport has obviously been around for you know since before skateboarding was shit right but compared to other sports but compared to other sports and compared to you know like exposure wise you know if you look at the amount of people that have signed up for a pdga membership in the last two years versus all time i mean it's like there have been more people signed up for the pdga in the last three years than since it you know fucking began almost it's crazy it's crazy i mean you know it's like you have people like brady his you know his pdga number is 
87,000 and he bought it six years ago or 97,000, I think is his PDGA number. He bought it like six years ago, or maybe not even that long ago. And if you go buy a PDGA membership now, your number is going to be in like the 200 thousands. It's crazy. Yeah, for sure. I just got mine last year. One, seven, four, zero, three, seven. Sure. And you got, and I got mine last year, this, well, I mean, I got it for this year. Um, so I got it in October, but mine was one, nine, two, six, nine, six, you know? So that's like 20,000 people even in between that us. bought a new membership. That's crazy. That's pretty insane. And the sports, you know, the PDGA has been around since like the fucking early eighties, I think. And glad we're in the sport is uh, all I can say. Yeah, for sure. It's a great time to be in it. And it's a great time to like be documenting it and being, being a part of the like content creation of it because because that's really what is making the sport grow now, I think, is that there is like an online presence for it. And that really just didn't exist, you know, until like some of these younger players who are also like tech savvy and into what's hip online. And so uh, true. Even know. like the pros didn't have a large social media presence. Like Simon is the only one who is really pushing for it up until right. this past year. Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's like, I mean, even your favorite disc golf pro, you know, it's like, go look at how many followers they have. And it's like, not even that many compared to, you know, like other sports celebrities. But if you look at how many followers they've gained in the last year or two, it's like all of them, you know, it's like the time is now the, the growth is happening like right now. And it's just like in this explosion state, which is awesome to be a part of and, you know, kind of witnessed. Just touching back on your progression in disc golf, uh, what is the one piece of advice that you would share with people that are kind of in that same part of their journey as you are? I guess like if you're in that same part of your journey as I am, where you're trying to kind of where you like are at like a level where you've like obviously improved, but you're still trying to kind of get better and play at that like consistent upper level i mean i'm still you know i still feel like there are things that i'm like changing and experimenting with and learning about because um partially because the off season but just also because i haven't been playing that long i really do think that like playing with people that are better than you is just so key and it's been one of the best things for my game just being around that type of energy and seeing the way those people throw and being humble about you know, taking pointers from them is really the way to play. I think that, you know, I, I know that there are like a lot of people that are hesitant to go play in like a league or, you know, anything like that because they're just not, you know, they don't think they're good enough or whatever. And I just think that it's like, that really is the key is it's like, you've got to be playing with people that are better than you because, you know, they will show you the way. And that's how I've gotten better, you know, is being around those people like Brady and, you and will yeah now sage and you know a bunch of people for sure absolutely yeah there's a ton of people that we've met through all the things now it's just the community in denver is fantastic and they're so nice and definitely willing to share because it's not like it's an individual sport where we're like competing against each other but it's not like in a mean way you know yeah you know it's like i even in those league games you know it's like really you know, obviously you want to be, 
you know, you're competing against each other, but I really did feel like the first time I went that it was, that it was really more about like competing against yourself, you know, it's like, that's who you're always trying to be is yourself and whatever you played last time. And like, just always improving on that front. And that's a great way to kind of look at it. I think, I mean, obviously, you know, like we're friendly and competitive, but you know, you always want to beat the guy that, you know, you want to be leveling up. (laughs) Sorry. You never want to be stagnant. Talking about how better players like, you know, like helping out the newer players is it's fun to watch people progress as well as it gives them more competition in the future once they, you know, once you're up to that level. Totally. Or I liked it that anyway. A hundred percent. And we've had people that have, you know, joined our little, I mean, we've got a bunch of little different groups that we play with in this area, but I mean, we've had some people that have kind of started showing up for our rounds that, I've, you know, I've watched them progress so much and like, it's fun to, it is fun to like watch it happen on somebody else. And it is fun to have somebody that's like more competitive with you. You know, it's always great to have some like measurement for yourself. Kind of. Oh yeah. Yes, it is. If we gave you an elephant and you couldn't give it away, sell it or kill it, what would you do with it? I would probably have to ride it in between all of my throws and like mount an insane amount of discs onto it. Like a caddy. Yeah, it would have to be, I would have to train it to be my caddy. I mean, obviously it would, I would, you know, like take good care of it and it would be my, you know, my little, my little baby. Probably your best friend. uh, Yeah. Yeah. I would love it. You know, I would love it. And they say that, you know, if theoretically, if it watched where I threw my disc, it would never forget where it landed, which is great because I am fucking terrible about that. So <laughs> it's all up to him. It is. An elephant never forgets. So I like it. And, you know, with that big old trunk could pull him out of trees and I yes. pull it out of the river. Yeah. Like if you need literally, I could just it. send yeah. it into the water and it could just like. That's okay. All right. I need, I have a different answer. You can erase this or keep my original one. So if I had an elephant, I would train it to suck discs off the bottom of all the water holes in Denver. And I would just open up my own disc golf shop and it would just be called elephant discs. Elephant discs. And people would be like, elephant, what? And I would be like, discs, discs. I said, discs. Not discs. (laughs) Not I know what you were thinking. Perverts. The first time you said it, I was like, ooh, that's close. You've never heard that joke? It's what's gray and comes in quartz? Nope. An elephant? <laughs> comes in quartz? <laughs> <laughs> Approximately, yeah. Approximately a quart at a time. Give or take. Depending on <laughs> the elephant, I guess. Depending on the elephant his libido yeah probably about a quart <laughs> nope but now i got my new favorite joke yeah it's a, it's really a good like one that to have on hand yep. it's a good one for the course actually yeah it is say that one into your family right i have another elephant related disc golf joke actually well we like jokes okay i just just waiting for permission to say it. Oh, I, yeah, uh, I this is actually this is actually one of those times where I was playing with somebody that was a lot better than me. And I threw just like a terrible shot. It just like nose up, came back like 
50 feet backwards and probably landed like 80 feet in front of me. It was like really, really embarrassing. And the guy next to me, like he's an older guy, but he was like a, you know, like MP 50 player, you know, he's, he's really good. And he was like, yeah, that shot was like an elephant's ass. And I was like, like an elephant's ass. And he's like, yeah, I was way up high and stinks like shit. And I was just, <laughs> damn. Yeah. Damn. For sure. Savage, bro. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. And then I took ten steps forward and threw my disc again. Right, it's like, should I just leave? Yeah. No, he's a nice guy. He's a good guy. All right, back to disc golf. Yeah. Who is your <laughs> favorite commentator for Jomez? I mean, I think everybody's answer is Big Germ, but I mean, you know. He's a great commentator and he's got a lot of sports knowledge that I think is just great. He's really funny. And he's like also not afraid to get personal about his own kind of life stuff on his page. I just find him to be like, really uh, like, he's like a player that like, I would have loved to have like, you know, like met what, you know, before he was famous or whatever. Like I would have loved to have just like played around with him. I think he's, I think he's quite entertaining. He seems genuine. He always he, does, got, yeah. he always has good stories to tell, that's for sure. He does, you know. He's just got so much background on everybody. And, and he was a hot dog. Like man I said, just like so much historical disc golf knowledge. He can like reference so many different players' throws on so many different courses. Uh, it's you know, it's crazy. He's really he's he's really familiar with the game. He's gonna be doing commentating for a long time. If it ever goes on to like ESPN or something consistently, I guarantee you that he will be one of, you know, if not the first person that they're asking. They're going to do an internet poll, ESPN is, and they're going to be like, who's your favorite commentator? And he's going to get the fucking job. Yeah, I think uh, him and Philo, I think, would be an awesome one, but I'm not sure if they'd be able to share the spotlight. Well, not that they'd be rude to each other. I just feel like they both um, do well when there's nice guys. someone like For playing, sure. you know, like, like playing him into into saying stuff, you know, like uh, like Ian or someone. Totally. And Philo is another is one of my favorite. I mean, he was, you know, if if you guys were going to ask me who one of my favorite players was, I was definitely going to say Philo. Um, dude's just awesome. He obviously smokes weed and he holds his own out there. I mean, he's just like he really you know, he has some good clinics and some great lessons and I love watching his videos on YouTube. And I do, I agree that he would be, he would be great to see on, uh, to see on some of that commentating more often. I do really like him. They should let him lot. smoke He's, weed on set. That'd be sick. Right. If he, he and Seth, I want to, I want to see the YouTube series where he teaches Seth Rogen how to play disc golf That'd be fun. and like he and Seth Rogen and Snoop Dogg just go play disc golf and get high all day. I think that would be Dude, a great show. How actually. many people would join the PDGA? The day after literally though, out. seriously, that would be get Martha Stewart out there too. Yeah. Just throw them all in, throw that whole crew in there. I love it. I also, I will say one of my other favorite pros right now is Scott Stokely. I just think he's like, so lovable and i love watching all of the content and the videos that he makes online um dude held the forehand distance record for so long like like left the sport and came back and was like still had the record and he is just like 
I mean, I don't know if you've been looking at any of his stuff online, but he's like coming to play this season. I really am excited to see what he's going to do out there. Yeah, I know. It's fucking awesome. And he's like ripped. He's in like killer shape. And he's just like, he's ready. He came to play. And I'm, I'm honestly really excited to see what he brings because he's just been like, a part of the scene for so long um and I, i'd love to see some of those some of those dudes shine so you, uh, i hope he gets some i hope he gets some good moments out there this year have you read his book no i haven't have you no i haven't i'm not a good i'm not good at reading biographies i'm not good at reading books it's like a it's a struggle to get through a book gotcha and now here's really good just have just uh yeah, I get real bored reading biographies. Yeah. I don't I can't I'll I'll read it for you guys and like let you know, but I haven't read it yet. You should read it on the podcast live all the way there through. We'll do. <laughs> In Scott Stokely's voice. Starting now. <laughs> Starting now. Page one. <laughs> uh. Love it. All right, the next one's a little bit of a deep question, but you can take it however you want, though. What does disc golf mean to you? Disc golf means to me, it's just like disc golf encapsulates of a lot of the things that are just like really critical and important to me as a person, which is just like being outside, being with people I love and being active. And I really get to do all of those things at the same time along with one of my other favorite things, which is smoking weed most often. So, uh, you know, it's just great. It's like you get to do all of your favorite things at once with some of the best people in the world. It's, it really is great. Yeah. That's what disc golf means to me. Does that make sense? It is does. that a good answer? Yeah, dude. Round of applause. Yeah. Eric clapped. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate it. <laughs> it sounds terrible on microphone though. I like the sound yeah. of it. He Don't does this thing to too, where he rubs his hands together, <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's gross. <laughs> for you then, but that's a problem for future Kyle. That's a problem for future Kyle. That's a problem for Kyle that edits things. Yeah, he's a dick. So after such a wonderful, positive answer we just received from you, we're going to make you tell us what is your biggest Ono moment that is disc golf related. My biggest Ono moment that is disc golf related. You should start calling them what the fuck Richard moments, you know, like that vine. Right. I think that's actually a great idea. What is your what the fuck Richard moment? My what the fuck Richard moment is probably the time at i mean probably when i hit somebody when i was playing at johnny roberts i've only ever hit somebody with a disc one time but it was this like really beautiful anheuser shot with a nice glidey judge and uh it just held that anheuser all the way over the basket 30 feet deep of it uh onto the sidewalk and it just like Max, this dude in the shoulder who was like riding a bicycle and he like saw it coming too like i was yelling like four 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 the whole time and he saw it coming and it just bounced off him like he was fine but i just felt so terrible and i was just like i'm never throwing anheuser again and uh <laughs> yeah that was that was one of my biggest oh no moments 
I will say the other day, uh, you know, our out in Denver, all pretty much all the ponds at all the courses right now are like completely frozen over. And I had this really nice star wraith that I had dyed really well by Aaron Lundberg. Um, whose Instagram is at Lundy's DG. You should definitely check him out. I threw a wraith that he had died for me on a water hole at Expo. And it was a great shot, but unfortunately the dirt was frozen and it just like slid out onto the frozen pond and then literally into the only hole where the ice was like melted and it just like sank into the lake underneath the ice, never to be seen again. And uh, yeah, I was really sad about that. That was my only like wraith that I even have anymore. So yeah, it was a bummer. It was, uh, it made me sad. It's just talking about it now even is I'm just like, what the fuck Richard? Yeah. That's how I feel. Oh no. Or some out for the fallen homies. Yeah. For real. For real. RIP to all the discs I've thrown needlessly into the water. Yeah, he plays Expo too much. It's gross water. Yeah. It's a gross grave. It's the price you gotta pay. They say these courses are free, but let me tell you. All of this has been looking like pretty much, you know, at the present. Let's look forward. What are you looking forward to this coming year? And like, you have some goals or some things to... Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to shooting some more... uh, some more like tournaments, you know, we did a ladies tournament in Pueblo last year. We shot a little bit of coverage, just kind of like a test run to see how it would look. And I've got a full round of disc golf filmed at village greens with our like little Monday morning league. Kyle is in that. So you'll have to uh, to keep your eyes on for it. You know, we should talk about doing commentating together on that. Cause I think that would be, uh, Hey, fuck yeah. I'm in. That would be fun. You gotta ask. I'm in cool that would be good it's it's edited and scores are on there and it's 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 like you know if if gatekeeper is a level below jomez this is a level below gatekeeper it, it honestly it looks really good and it's got me excited for the 2022 season i'm excited to shoot some more tournament coverage and some more like upper level players and uh showcase some of those local guys kyle harrigan is the tournament director for for most of the tournaments in the Denver Metro Fort Collins front range kind of area. He's actually one of the directors for the three three open, which you'll see players like Eagle McMahon and uh, Joel Freeman in as well as a couple other B and C tiers too. So I've uh, been talking with him about trying to get some coverage done and just started talking with somebody else about doing some drone footage for some courses too. Um, so I'm really excited for, you know, kind of growing this brand and really showcasing some of the uh, some of the local talent that maybe you know people aren't really aware of because I think Denver's got a lot of it to uh, to offer. So, true story. That's like spining a sh- spot, shining a spotlight on some things that definitely need it. Yeah, for sure. You know, I was looking at you know Jomez, I think, or Udisc, or in combination with Jomez, posted like a thing this last year where it was kind of like i think it was the udisc wrapped thing but they took a bunch of data and it was like the best you know they had top five best cities you know for like courses and whatever and denver and colorado were not listed on those lists 
but you know, like things like, like Dallas, Texas was where I'm from was listed on there and a couple other places. And I just was like, man, the scene in Denver really is not getting enough attention because it is just so active and so awesome. I really am just like excited to get the word out and uh, show that vibe, get more people playing because yeah, I really do think that there's like, I mean, I think that that, you know, those stats are going to change. And once people see like what the sport is doing for this city, like there's just going to be more courses, more players, and it's just going to be, I think Denver's really going to end up being such a hub for disc golf at, you know, in the near future. Hey, we'll be, if we make it, it. Mm-hmm. if we build it, they will come. Mm-hmm. All exactly. right. Interview part is almost complete. Where can our audience find you? Or check you out. So y'all can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Denver Disc Golf, as well as on YouTube. Denver Disc Golf is the username. Give me a couple more subscribers and we'll have that sweet youtube.com slash Denver Disc Golf URL. Promise that guy is coming for you guys in the future. Yeah. So those are, that's everywhere that you can find me. Otherwise you can find me out on the course. Do you want to take 10 seconds and do any shout outs? Shout out to Ono Disc Golf for having me on. Shout out to the whole Denver Denver area. Shout out to, I guess I will do a couple shout outs. Hey, shout out I to the Dragon it. Disc Golf team. Dragon Disc Golf Club is a great like Denver club. And the, all the people in it are super nice and have been so welcoming. Brandon Nealon runs it. He does a lot of our local C tiers too. And all the uh, flex tournaments that are sponsored by shout out another round disc golf colorado those guys are all awesome yeah jason tracy all you guys you guys are sick thanks for providing good stuff to the sport shout out to the other shops in the area ctp disc fly greens you guys are awesome for keeping everybody stocked on plastic and out there throwing and uh shout out to my high disc golf club because you guys are one of the oldest and some of the pros like eagle mcmahon Page shoe started off at you know those local clubs when they were kids so really excited for everything that these awesome groups of people bring to the sport shout out to everybody that hosts tag shout out to garrett munz who hosts the monday morning league that got me uh hooked on disc golf disc mania for making the enigma because it's a great disc that's it ligma balls ligma balls <laughs> three Two, one. Top, top, top five. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Top five. So, with Denver Disc Golf being in the house, we thought we'd have Kyle and Eric, not me, break down the top five courses near Denver. If you happen to be visiting there soon, you should just call him Other Eric, the new Eric. Call me Dr. Strange. Yeah, call him Dr. Strange. The doctor's in. Did I not say that at the beginning? I should have said it at the beginning. Oh my gosh. You said it at one point. I remember you saying it. I don't remember when. Uh, I hope I said it. All right. In it. no particular order. Mine are in Here's order. My top so you have, no, 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 no. This is the top five. Oh, that's... You, just have your number one. It, just make yeah. sure number one is your favorite. Your number, yeah, you have to have, like, you know, your favorite, at least. Okay, I've, I've got it. Are if you that, ready? If you can do that. Top five is Prickly Pines, 
we can argue about it, but it's it's within an hour. If you're if you came to visit Denver and people are like, This course is awesome, it's an hour away, you're like, All right, I'm going. It's you know what I mean? Like you'll make it there. It's in Denver tech. It's not, but we put say it's I changed it to near Denver. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. There's not enough there technically there's literally only one course in Denver. And that course is the next one on my list, which is Paco nope, Sanchez. No, 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 no. My um, turn for number five. Oh, oh shit. I'm You're so sorry. Okay. Uh, I put number five. I put Adams Hollow. Adams Hollow. See, I have not gotten to go there yet. That's on my my upcoming it was list. In but Longmont, it's, right? Or I believe so. But it's shut down right now. They shut it down before I got to go in October. Oh, really? Yeah. And they opened up a temporary course called Owl's Den nearby, which is an awesome nine-hole layout. The tee pads are absolutely fucking garbage, but the course layout is super sick. And uh, once it gets built up a little bit better, it's going to just be so awesome. It's one of the few. Fuck that. I want Adam's Hollow. (laughs) No, uh, another round did a bunch of uh, the flex tournaments there over the summer. Yeah, I've been meaning to go. It's a very fun course, very challenging. Didn't play super well there. I've heard it is really fun. I'm excited to go play it once it opens up again. That along with Badlands, which I haven't gotten an opportunity to play upper or lower Badlands, which is 36 holes of disc golf we should um, do that. in the same park. Yeah, we should probably try and do that like this week or something. I, I should actually do that as a cleanup, not playing both of them, but. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. It'd be a good cleanup one to do, I'm sure. It is pretty gross, so. Do I do my fifth course or my second course? Uh, this will be your number four, technically. Usually we just count down, but I, I'm going to count down. You can pick whatever one you want. You, you can do your favorite one. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. So did I already say Prickly Pines? You did. Well, Prickly Pines is my number one course. It's awesome. It's designed by a local priest. He comes and plays uh, with us often. It's one of the few kind of like pro level. Wait, that's your really- number one? Prickly Pines? Yeah, I think that's a fucking... That course is incredible. I, if you're I coming totally to Denver, agree. Don't get me wrong. I just didn't know you were going first first. Yeah, okay. So I'll start I'll start at my... I'll start at fourth now. I'll do my fourth one. Well, oh shit. No, wait. I need to do my fifth one. You can do okay. whatever one. You do it. No, yeah, you do your number two Whatever now. order you You'll want. You'll do it one way. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'll say my number two for the Denver area. And you gotta have a local come through to show you the path but it's paco sanchez it's one of the only other like pro level high skill required kind of courses in the denver metro area it's kind of trashed right now and it definitely needs some love from the city so that's uh that's something i'd love to work on but as far as like a layout goes and if you just need like a full day that is a hike and a walk and all you know with a view of the mountains and the downtown skyline paco sanchez has it all it's uh it's a badass 21 holes to play for sure haven't gotten there yet go see it's crazy i'll go now that i've that i've been shown the layout but you know half the holes are par fours it's i think it's a par 67 well we're gonna have a really fun day playing that and then upper and lower badlands gonna be great yes it is, uh, yeah, that would be a workout for sure. I was pooped, bro. My dog 
went to that course with me and it was like on the way home she was out just passed out such a long day my number four i actually we've talked about this one already my number four is prickly pines okay i think it's a perfect course to get you started for mountain courses because it's not quite as high of elevation as like actual mountain courses does have elevation to the course but it's nothing like insane right so just gets you ready. There's gaps to hit, lots of trees, which is not something that's like Metro Denver typically courses. For sure. So For sure. It's where I go to hit trees. <laughs> it is a great place to beat some discs in, 100%. And to just like get your mental game in check. You can't go there if you're like any amount of mad. Right. It. Uh, that's definitely true. If you are... <laughs> I made that mistake the other day, and uh, let me tell you, did not play so hot. (laughs) (laughs) I do. That course is amazing, though. I hate it, and I love it. It really is a place to become a better player. Um, Yeah. Period. For sure. My number three, these are all kind of my, like, unpopular opinion best courses, because I kind of had a feeling some of the ones you would pick, so I thought I I would pick some fun ones, too. Sure, yeah. Mix it up a little bit. Johnny Roberts memorial park um it's a great park if you have friends that don't know how to play disc golf but they want to give it a shot this is the place to get them hooked because you'll have even some of the worst disc golf players you've ever met making birdies on this course it's ace runs all day it's so beautiful and well maintained uh and it's right outside of historic downtown uh old downtown arvada and it is a measly like five seconds away from another round disc golf colorado which is just such an awesome spot they've got drinks on tap discs on the wall and a basket in the corner what more could you ask for right down the street from them you've also got a ctp disc which is another local spot they do a lot of like uh they bring in pros to do like clinics at their stores sometimes and uh hashtag not sponsored they're just nice yeah they're um they're pretty nice pretty nice check them out i love love giving love to all the local spots so uh yeah johnny roberts great course little pitch and putt you can bring two discs and a beer in your hand or a pipe or whatever whatever boats your float and uh have a grand old time for sure i played there the first time just a couple weeks ago it is a nice little course it is you know and in the summertime it is busy as hell because it is so nice and easy to play at and it's such a centralized location. You know, I think that's a great, that's one of the things I really like about it is that course alone probably grows the sport in Denver, like a hefty percentage on its own. You know, I don't think there's a whole lot of people going to Prickly Pines that have not played disc golf very often and been like, yeah, this is what I want to keep doing. Right. But I think there's a lot of people that are like unsure about disc golf and they go have a good day at Johnny Roberts and they're like, yeah, I could see this being my new thing. For so, sure. Yeah. Prickly is not going to do that for you. Yeah, definitely make not. Quit. Prickly is going to make you be like, I should probably stop playing disc golf. Yeah, like, like, this is a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's an awesome course. No, it's an amazing course. It's just so challenging, maybe is the word. So ch- it's challenging. It is definitely challenging. My number three is Beaver Ranch. It's a great choice. It is a fantastic course. It has a little putt and approach course out front of it. I think it's 21 holes. It is. It I is believe. In... Um, and there's two basket layouts, so you can play the gold baskets or the silver baskets. So 
you know, really you can go play like 40 something holes. So different. And it's longer. So much longer. So much longer. Silver to the gold. Um, the silver is still definitely a challenge to play. Sure. Uh, that combined with the amount of hiking that you do really have to do on that course. It is, is a hike uh, with disc golf there. Yes. I mean, like you are tired from hiking and then you also have to play very challenging <laughs> disc golf uh, along with it. Also Lots of great rollaways. Yeah. And yes. And it's just like, you have to bring a bag of the most understable discs that you can possibly find because everything up there is just so overstable. It's really, really surprising, but yeah, that's Beaver Ranch. Uh, Good course. I think my fourth on this list, um, I really had a tough time between it and my third. It's this, this is, this list is in order, but it's not completely in order. So Bird's Nest is a great course that really is closer to like the Denver local area. It's got, you know, hole one is just like an awesome on top of the world shot. So you get to start off with a little bit of that elevation play. You've got a great view of some of the mountains off to the west. And it's just a super fun course to play uh, 18 holes at. Lots of flex tournaments there. It's really good, really a great time. It's not trashy. It's uh, really nice, like signage and a lot of like variation. A um, couple bombers. You know how there's an elevated basket? It's on the front nine. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah, I, know I almost black aced into that basket from the one <laughs> that like, goes along yes. the road during a tournament. Yeah, I don't. Oh, man. That's the best feeling. It was uh what? it was pretty real. Yeah. That's hard. It changed out. I might just leave if I got a black case like during a tournament. I might just go home. I I tried to laugh it off. You laugh away the pain, you know. <laughs> You're great about that. That's something I can work on. You know, you were talking about Eric, you asked me some things I'd like to work on in the in my disc golf game in the future. I think one of the things I'd like to work on is my uh my my chill headedness i'm a scorpio my girlfriend would be the first to tell you and it uh i uh you know i get i don't That's like playing bad. i really i really don't i do not like playing bad when i start playing bad it's uh it's really easy to let it to let it all eric other eric is too right yeah i'm a scorpio but i only get mad when i play by myself if i usually have people with me i'm pretty good about keeping a level head Oh man, I try to, but I, I, I get, I get frustrated. And it's also like the, the hyper competitiveness of it. And that's, yeah, I do not, I really do not like playing bad. And it's a, it's a mental battle. It's a mental battle for sure. I can't handle losing board games. I get so bad (laughs) at board games. I fucking don't even want to play them. I'm so bad at playing board games. That's so funny because I'm actually okay with board games. The board game, I'll lose. I'll throw a board game. I don't give a shit. I'll lose it just for for the walls. But but disc golf, that's a that's another thing. <laughs> yeah, I've I've so. forced Eric to play a few board games. <laughs> and cheats. He cheats. Yeah, I'm sure. Sure, he does. No, it's I like do. he doesn't disc golf too. <laughs> No, I, def- I definitely cheat at board games. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he uh, he had a uh, rangefinder specifically made to tell him he's always outside the circle. Yeah, I noticed that, actually. 
Because he'll have like a tap in and he'll still jump it. I swear to God. Yeah, prove me wrong. <laughs> prove me wrong. He's like, I'm sorry, it reads in meters. I don't know. <laughs> I can't do math. It's not my fault. It's not I blame the school golf, system, really. That's so funny. I'm going to jump to my number, number two. You guys are. No. <laughs> sorry. Number two for me is Ponderosa. It's down to the south of Denver a little bit since we went with near Denver courses. Figured this one fit. It's another wooded course. It's actually the course where I played my first rated tournament. Played horrible. And that. loved it. So I'd go back in a heartbeat. We should uh, we should make a trip out there because I have not got to play that course yet. And I would love to see what it's all about. My number five is Expo Park. And I'll tell you why. Expo Park is just one of the first places I started playing consistently. It's where I met a lot of the people from the Dragons Disc Golf Club, who were the people that really told me about what leagues were and what tags was and just kind of how to get involved in that. And Expo is really kind of where I did fall in love with playing disc golf, even though it is sometimes a disgusting park that is covered in three inches of goose shit, used needles, and has water holes that are so difficult to avoid going into. I still love it, and uh, it's definitely got a special place in the Denver community. It's one of the more like centrally located kind of Denver spots, really active scene around it. And Brandon Nealon, who I mentioned earlier, the president of, uh, and I believe founder of Dragon Disc Golf Club, one of the co-owners of another round, has done so much work to make it an awesome course. Uh, they just got new baskets this year that are amazing and still being broken in every day they also you know environmentally motivated they planted new trees at the course to provide more shade um, and obstacles Uh, so it really is just like becoming one of the cooler places to play disc golf in the uh in the metro area so yeah that's uh that's my top five right there i have one left Let's hear your let's hear your number one. My number one, I actually think is so far the best course I've ever played. That's Bailey. And you know, I know a lot of people say that Bailey is their number one. And as soon as I play it, I'm sure I'm gonna feel that way too. I cannot wait to get out there. I kind of missed it this season. Bro. Um if we're gonna put it's something at the top the of list. my list. For me, I uh, the basket placements are what do it. Okay. To be specific, I don't, I don't know any other course that has. I'm, I'm a big like I got I like rocks. I'm I just like the aesthetic value of them, and they just have them very nicely placed, like in rocks or like, uh, they play it plays along this ridge that is just so fucking difficult, and they just play you up and down and up and down. It's it's just sure. so much elevation change and like. You're throwing on the edge of a mount, or like so much roll away potential. Just there's a literal cliff at one point. It's just like right. there's a lot going on. And I know that that course is supposed to be like really what mountain golf is all about. The views. Yeah, I know a lot of players who say that that one is on their top, their number one spot for sure. I'm stoked to go out there and uh, switch up this top five around, dude, for sure. The mountain courses will dominate as soon as you get out there. We need to go. There's a couple of other ones too. Bear Mountain and then. 
I'd love to go play some stuff out in Boulder and Fort Collins too. I just really haven't made it out there yet. Right. Um, uh, yeah. The Budweiser factory. I'd love to go to the Budweiser place. The, I think it's called ultimate. There's so many good and, fucking courses in the area, man. You're, I really agree with you that this area should be like a central hub for the fucking United States. It really should be, you know, and the fact that there's really only like two A tier tournaments for the whole freaking year in the state is just, Laughable. you know, that's wrong. That needs to change, man. You know, With it's like we've got some of the most scenic and some of the craziest disc golf to be playing out to be played out in this state so it's you know the time is coming Let's hit it. once Let's we can you know the problem with some of the mountain disc golf is it's like it's lacking in the spectator option a little bit just because it's so rugged but man like seeing some of these upper level players throwing off some of these shots that we've got in this you know in this state some of our mountain golf spots like beaver and bailey and right I think it would just have to be more of like recorded and then, you know, post-released, but for sure. I just mean like having spectators, like, you know, cause there's like groups of people that go to these events to watch, you know, live disc golf there. Right. And it's just going to be, it'll be harder obviously for those like difficult to get to kind of places. And, but I mean, I think that I really do think that you're just going to see the sport explode in the Denver, Colorado area. Hell yeah. Well, anything else, man? I'm about it. Frick yeah, come down here, Eric, and we'll get get some get some rounds in. We'll come black bag you, and uh, you'll just wake up here, and then you won't have to have like yeah. dealt with the travel stress. And uh, I'm glad I have somebody on, on my side with that. Let's let's do it. So you're gonna like put me in a coma for what 24 at least 24 hours? Eric, right? don't even worry. about No, it. you'll literally just go to sleep in your bed. Yeah. We'll show up, stick you with you know. Yeah, some you won't. Tranquilizer just don't even pad. tell them. Just don't even worry about it. Yeah, you'll just wake up in Denver on a golf course with like a couple new discs, you know, and we'll be like, here, like, some understable stuff because of the altitude, obviously. And uh, yeah, really, really happy. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> also, the you'll drugs like will probably it. make you pretty happy, too. Yeah. Well, oh, shit. Nice. Thanks for having me on, you guys. I feel honored to have been a part of your podcast and a part of some of the content that they really inspired me to create my own. So thank you again. Yeah, dude, you have absolutely been a joy. Um, hope to meet you someday. Can't wait meet to, you, man. I'm you. not like, you know, through a camera phone. Right. Exactly. I'm definitely looking forward to it, Eric. Catch you on the flip side, bud. All right. See you, boss. Thanks guys. Later y'all. Y'all have a good night. What a wonderful interview. <laughs> I think I'm just going to go straight to the recap, right? Yeah. Well, that's... All right, cool. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 33. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 53. Nailed it. Thank you to Hat Denver Disc Golf, my buddy Eric Strange. Thanks for coming on, dude. Really appreciate you. Yes, it was wonderful meeting you on a Zoom call. It's close enough for right now. (laughs) Don't you guys worry, I'll drag him out here one day. <laughs> or Eric's going to help me. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, don't worry about it, Eric. It's all part of the plan. <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. And we'll catch you on the flip side.